the one where she gets COVID. Two and a half years, three visits to the States, living next door to China, multiple close contact exposures, but I still hadn't been infected. There was a small, slightly smug part of me thinking I might have superior DNA or was just super healthy, (laughs) hoping that I'd end up being someone worth studying as patient never. Maybe a steady diet of hot tamales, Sauvignon Blanc, and Massimon curry had effectively neutralized any chance of getting infected with the corona. Living in Hong Kong, getting COVID still carries a stigma with it. Where do you think you got it? Were they vaxxed? Which one? What precautions were you all taking? Are common questions and generally easily answered because we all scan into all locations here via a QR code app on our phones. And that's tied to our vaccine records and previous locations. Therefore, COVID is still easily traceable. Because of Big Brother, so kind, I can say with confidence I probably got COVID from a really good friend at a beach party in Hong Kong in the probably total of 40 minutes we spent close together. Besides myself, only two other people at the fiesta had not previously been infected with COVID, but I was the only one who got sick. Curse that one nice hug we shared, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) The worst part of it is that I woke up infected on the second day of school. The second day of school! Here in Hong Kong, all teachers and students have to take a daily rat test and record it as negative in order to come to school. I think government workers must do the same. I don't really pay attention to the rules that don't directly affect me anymore because there are so many freaking rules. (laughs) Hong Kong loves a rule and still conducts daily press conferences to tell us which ones they might change that day. My first day of school already had me riddled with anxiety because I had been moved against my will to a different age group. I had been quite comfortable teaching fourth grade, and now I had to teach first grade? Where the odds of being called mom are 20 times as high? Where vomit and we are a thousand times more likely to appear in my classroom? Where kids eat boogers as a sport? Somehow, I planned out and got through that first day. Channeling the spirit of my grandma Susie, I guess, who taught first grade for approximately a million years out in Antioch, so surely I could handle a few upper-class Hong Kongers, right? I felt pretty okay with it. Running on pure adrenaline and supported by awesome friends, but then by the end of the day, I got the woozies. I went home right at 3.30, hoping a nice nap might magically make it all better. I tested that night, negative. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. But in the morning, I woke up feeling like I'd been hit by a truck. I took my temperature, then had to look up what the Celsius meant in Fahrenheit to determine the level of fever. Then I shoved that Q-tip thing right up to my brain for my rat test, and while it processed, I gathered smell test supplies. Nail polish remover, minced garlic, and tiger balm. But it was all a ghost of a smell under my nostrils. The timer went off, and I looked at my test and teared up with frustration. Twas indeed the COVID. I texted my vice principal, started the next test, you have to take two, and started my most commonly used yoga pose, downward spiral. It was beautiful how supportive my work and friends were. Not shaming, not making a big deal about me having to stay home like we did in the past. Offering to drop things off, praying for me, etc. I was physically sick, but also annoyed. How was it I was able to go on a tour of a face mask is the end of my freedom, America, for seven weeks without getting sick, but then five days in Hong Kong and I'm canceled for the first week of school? This was not in my calendar. I mean... 
I'd been in Nashville, Vegas, Colorado, danced at two weddings, almost begging to get COVID while in the States because I was with my mom and she would take care of me and the dogs would be my co-Netflix bingers and it would have been ideal. But no, I hadn't felt that sick in a long time and I still had to work answer texts and emails. I couldn't rest because I felt like I was letting everyone down. It was the first week of school. Plus there's demolition happening in three out of four quadrants around my house right now, which requires like deep sea levels of jackhammering or something. It is so effing loud that one cannot catch a wink of daytime sleep. I lost my sense of taste, but I'm so stupidly competitive and try again that I just kept eating things to see if I could taste them. Totally undermining what should have been a helpful post-summer detox. In Hong Kong, you have to register your results of COVID to government website daily. Then someone comes to your house twice in a full-on hazmat suit to give you some PCR tests and installs a GPS tracking bracelet and government app on your phone to monitor you. I can like feel all my American friends freaking out. If you live with lots of other people, you could be carted off to a mandatory isolation facility, which is so bad that several people have attempted suicide there in the last two and a half years it's been running for COVID. I had skull splitting headaches and fevers of delirium, too sick to even watch any new TV properly. I just put on old episodes of Parks and Rec or Downton Abbey to fall asleep to. I was so congested I had to sleep upright. My nose was running so badly that I just shoved wads of tissue up there to hold, hold it in while I tried to sleep, thinking it would be maybe more efficient to just use a lady product, but aware of the international tampon shortage. After three days of dragging myself on colorful combinations of pills I found in random Ziplocs I had labeled cold and flu, and lots of them had expired in 2018 because I haven't been sick in that long, I was finally a bit better. We also had a massive typhoon during my days off, big enough that school was canceled for the day, so I felt less guilty that day for missing it. It's terrible to be super sick and alone. We've had over 1,000 days of COVID here in Hong Kong, and I'm still waiting for any of the policies here to make sense, but at least my personal wait is over. There were a few terrible days, but I ramened through them thanks to Leslie Nope and expired NyQuil. And now that I finally caught the vid, there is a weird but welcome bit of mental and emotional freedom in my brief period of immunity. I'm licking handrails and kissing strangers and shaking hands with babies with the rest of them. We love a good handrail. Small disclaimer, I write this blog often about silly things, but want to acknowledge that an unnecessary and unforgivable amount of people have died and are continuing to needlessly die in this pandemic or develop long COVID due to misinformation, lack of care, unfortunate exposure, etc. And in no way do I want to make light of the loss experienced by so many in this pandemic. So if you're angry about what I've said, please point any anger in the right direction by writing to your closest representative.